johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. It is 2023. Happy New Year to everybody. It is the first show of the new year. It is hard to believe. The year just flew by, Mike. The year just flew by, Dave. It just it just keeps on rolling. Time keeps on ticking. This is our 374th consecutive radio show. Think about that, Mike. 373 radio shows up to 20. 23. This is our 374th consecutive radio show. Didn't even miss a show when there was no games during the entire pandemic. That's well, one there hell were of a games. We, <laughs> we, well, there were games. We were doing uh, Korean baseball. I know you had a guy that was, uh, well, it was yeah. wild to, to, to wake up at 5 a.m when literally I was never in the office for four and a half months and, and, and John's texting me, he goes, there's a game that's starting in one hour. It's like three thirty in the morning. I'm like, go to sleep. Now you were the doing zoom workouts to- with Dave's brother. <laughs> and Dave also. And, um, and then, then it, it moved a little toward esports. It was actually pretty fascinating. I mean, that's not my space. That's not Dave's space, but, no. These guys that know esports, there's a lot of strategy aside from the actual line shopping. It's the complete opposite strategy of what we do here, which is finding the closing line value and basically picking apart the numbers based on how the line is reading and where it's moving to then make a selection. Those guys, literally, they have a – I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but then now that you brought it up, um, they have a – it's called a warm-up period where – they list the players in the game, and then the odds change, kind of like a horse race, where you know the perpetual, like Don when he came on the show, the perpetual, the perpetual pool changes up to the time when they when they go off. So it's the same thing with with esports. They they have the players listed, and then the odds keep changing, and based on the team, based on the style of play, um, and I don't know much more beyond that is where you can find a lot of good value. Unfortunately, it's you have to literally you have to know how to play the game, you have to know the players and yeah, we had a guy that was exceptional at it. Just unfortunately, we couldn't get our clients to commit cuz at the end of the day, outside of the 
the full trading clients that are not really into the games themselves, but really into the money. Uh, most of the guys want to watch the game if they have action on it and, and they feel like they're a part of it because they're fans of the game and there's just there weren't too many fans of the, the esports that we were following internationally and the guys are live on Twitch and all those platforms. So it's pretty fascinating. It was just a different way that you could expose the markets if you have the right um, data. Because I had a guy recently that was actually interested in Dave's mentorship for learning how to how to find the edges himself. Um, he was telling me that he primarily does esports and it's like a ten hour a day job that he has to literally sit in front of his computer to follow. So it was, it was fascinating to hear his story. Just like many of the guys, Dave, that we've run into that have done the mentorship, that they're pretty sharp guys when they get to that point, when they really want to learn how to do this as a business and and really scale correctly. So it's pretty fascinating. Just like uh, Dave, I um, I listened to the podcast that you guys had, uh, the Avoid the Trap podcast. It was very educational. And to a guy like myself, who is, I, I'd say I'm pretty well-versed into the, the lingo and, and and most of it, I thought, listening to that was like literally half of it was Chinese. I had to listen to it a second time. Well, to I was really going to say, I went back it. and I listened to it. I went back and I listened to it twice. And then I texted Micah and I said, wow, even Dave said to the other guy, I don't expect most people would understand this. And like for Dave to say that was like, whoa, like when Dave says that you're like, whoa, we're in some serious quantum mechanics type stuff here. Yeah, I agree. And then, and then the part that killed me is AT goes, yeah, when uh, the faraway place goes to minus 111, they know it's going to go higher. And I still took the Titans 13 plus 101 and then it closes 14 and then it, and then it, the result, of course, lands on fourteen, and I lose. And it's like, oh, I should have listened to him, right? You know. <laughs> well, no. So what I was going to ask you is, and I wanted to ask you this, and I, I purposely didn't contact you prior to the radio show. And for all the listeners that want to know how to listen to this podcast, um, you can contact Mike or myself. We'll send it to you. But. Were you aware of everything he was saying, or did you actually learn that yeah. from him, or did you know what he was saying? No, I knew I knew that, but I didn't. But I definitely knew that. But I just was like, okay, let me. Somebody's got to take your role and ask questions and say things. Like, right, right. Not, not everybody's going to get that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because for me, I'm thinking, well, if I can have plus one hundred one, I'm going to take it all day long. And he was basically saying, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, whoa, yeah. okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice little thing. James is trying to get that together. And, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, no, I knew that. I knew that for sure. Yeah. So, so go- anyway, it's good to hear somebody that worked. He works at, or he worked at that place. He right. Was trained to, he was trained to, to to do all this stuff. So, it's good to hear from his perspective, all this stuff, all the, all this stuff. I did know that though. I did know that, but a lot of times it just will go to minus one eleven, computerized. But on a big event like that, it doesn't. It's a human doing it, you know. But if there was like ninety games and people are betting and it's just all moving automatic, 
sometimes the minus 111 doesn't mean as much as it doesn't mean that much. But in that, in that spot, yeah, for sure. So in, in going, changing a little bit of gears uh, here, I really wanted to bring up this very fascinating story we actually had that happened to us over the weekend. So, you know, we're committed to, we have, we have groups out there that are doing what you do times 100 automatically. We don't have to really go in detail exactly how they do it, but they win, right? So you're hand betting everything. And I'm just talking about pregame. We had a client that was trailing every single selection on your Telegram channels. He ended up hitting the book for a very large chunk this week. And the book literally cut him off because he thought that he there's no way that this guy could be that sharp and get the lines that he's getting. Because remember, you're sending out the overnight lines. The guy, our client, is... To the second, as soon as he sees that telegram alert, he's putting him in literally whenever it is. If he hears the ding on his phone, he wakes up and he puts it in. And the guy literally cut him off because he couldn't believe that this guy is hand betting and putting it in himself. So it's it's like these books. Well, he's also a, he's also an extreme. Wait, wait, let me interrupt. He's a he's also he he's an extreme rarity in the fact that. When he called the office and he said, Mike, you know, if I get a telegram alert at 1230 at night, if the phone's near my bed, I just wake up and I go right to the computer and I put them in. Isn't that what everybody does? And no, what everybody yeah, does oh. is they wake up in the morning and they get the bad number. So because he is so uh, financially, his lifestyle allows him, he's his own boss. He's his own master. He doesn't have to wake up for the man. He can do what he wants when he wants. And that type of player that is already, you know, let's let's call a spade a spade, Mike. He's 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 financially secure. He doesn't work for anybody. He can get up at one in the morning when a telegram alert comes over the wire. And so he was getting the exact price that uh, Micah was putting out from Dave, where everybody else is texting you and me at eleven in the morning, going, "Oh, the prices are going. What should I do?" So this just goes to show you the value of beating the number and waking up in the middle of the night. And it's not easy in that aspect, but we, you, you and I can agree, Mike, that is what separates uh, well, DW in Tampa from 99.9999999% of the people that are getting the same games. Yeah. And that, that's, that's what we strive to do when we launched telegram a few years ago, um, it was more of a trial and error to, to figure out how can we get the games to the clients with efficiency. Just because we know in this business, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times Dave gets praised for being genuinely honest, open, um, not the the typical, you know, tout like you, you know, that we know these other guys that say there's a game that can't lose, and they, they rave about it. It's all hype and smoke and mirrors versus we're providing a valuable trading commodity that you're able to replicate with your own accounts. If you have a couple accounts that you could shop the line even better, I think more and more clients because of the legalization in so many states have the option outside of their local, you know, back in the day book that they could actually, you know, shop the line around to the, to the recreational books that we know which ones to direct them to and tell them which ones will have better lines. 
And that's just comes with knowledge, with experience. Um, I know you've been doing this, John, for 30 plus years. You know, we talked about this the other day. You, you couldn't believe that there was going to be legalization in sports in Maryland where we are. And where for we everybody live. listening, for, for everybody listening, I'll be 50 on January 31st. And this office that I'm in right now, I originally started here when I was 14 skateboarding to the office and I haven't left. <laughs> so that's how long I've been doing this. But it's and by it's, the way, Mike, Mike, we have a birthday coming up. Mike is going to be 40. We have a marquee 40 coming yes, up on sir. the 14th. And then uh, then we have Dollar Mike in the 19th. Then we have me on the 31st. I was going to ask Dave, uh, off the subject of sports, this is a, since Dave is a numbers guy, Dave, 10%, oh. check this out, Dave, 10% of the global population is left-handed. That's it. What is the odds? I'm trying to figure out how to way to find out the odds, the math number. Maybe you know some sharp guys. You can run this by them. That you have three business partners that all have a birthday in January and they're all left-handed. Because you already are down to 10% right there. Mike is left-handed. I'm left-handed. Mike is left-handed. And all of our birthdays are in January. And I was figuring that has to be like the smallest percentage yeah. if you could figure out a way. To, I mean, you know what I mean? It's like crazy. I just didn't know yeah. if you knew anybody with crazy math skills that could figure that out. Well, isn't that like, isn't that, uh, if you were to just take three random people, wouldn't that be like 10 to the third power times right. 12 to the third power, one in 10 and one in 12? That'd be like 10 to the third power times 12 to the third power, right? Some, yeah, exactly. To, to, I can't <laughs> I figure it out. I figured out. you. I, I figure. I figure you could. I figure you could. That'll give you a nice little project. Well, I know basic math, but I would think it would be ten to the to the third power because it's ten percent chance to be left-handed, and then multiplied by one in twelve, so twelve to the third power. But math, like advanced math, is not my thing. But that's that's what I think it is. Or or it would be ten to the third power, and then you would you would multiply it by yeah twelve three to twelve to the third power. That's I think that's right. Right. Somebody out there who's actually me and Mike are looking at each other like you were definitely the right person to ask. That's it was better than me googling it. That's for sure. <laughs> well, well, because well because it's it's a it's a it's three one in one out of tens and three one out of twelves. So I would think that you would do 10 times oh, 10 right. times 10 times 12 times 12 times 12, right? Somebody out there, yeah, will got it. it. But that, I think that's how you do it. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. Thank you for that. I'm going to do my research. I, I got a question for you. And Mike alluded to this earlier, and I am not going to name the I am not going to name the company um, on this radio show. I'm going to ask you, Dave. You know who the company is already. So there is a legitimate company that does exactly what we do, that puts out games, beats the number, documents all their records, There's charges a, a lot of money. Exactly. So, yeah, I know. so here's the question. Now, the question is back to Telegram. I think what we have done is more transformative than having everybody gather together and have Dave say on a microphone, load up the Bulls game, and then everybody loads up the Bulls game, and then 10 seconds later you go cancel the game, and then you, and then the next game you go 
load up the Portland game. Okay, hit the game. To me, it seems a very hard way to disseminate the information. I wanted to know your take on versus the way we're doing it versus that that way. I'm not saying what they're doing is wrong. I am looking at their records, and what amazes me is my question to you is they're up eight and a half units in college basketball this season. And I'm looking at the – they've had – I'm sorry? Betting stuff that you can't even get down on. I mean, added game totals and stuff like that. Right. So my question – my friend summed it up best. He goes, man, what you guys do is like, is, is better than anything because everyone else that wins does small market things. You guys are literally, literally the only people that mass volume, big market things and win. It's, it's unheard of. And I go, yeah, thanks. So anyway, keep going. Yeah. Sorry about that. Well, so a perfect example is if you had the, I'm looking at their screenshot, uh, UNC, Greensboro, Wolford, under 130 and a half. That's what you mean by small market game. Yeah, you can't get anything on that. Then one person gets a max bet, and that's it. It's over. So we have a couple of people, like uh, Cameron reached out to us on Instagram. He's a user of that product. Remember, Mike? And he's he's asking. Sure. He's, he's asking. He's trying to – well, I want to know if they – they're so – they're programmed well, no, what into this did. loading the gates. Well, so what I did for him specifically, which again, transparency is what we strive for. It's what our whole purpose is. If somebody's looking at it, he wasn't, he didn't care. Like the average gambler, Dave, wants to know how much money you made in the last, whatever, month, week, two month season, right? He had the opposite, which, which he's sharp and I respect that he's a poker player and he does it professionally. So he wanted to see our past results and what we gave out the game at the exact number versus what the line closed at. So I literally gave him, because, you know, we, we mimic every one of your plays that you put in in an account at the exact line that you give it at. And I gave him a record for the last 12 weeks of every single itemized game. And he was going to do his due diligence and go through it all. I know how we closed. I mean, I follow myself. Well, I could tell him. But I'd rather him do it himself. Well, here's the here's the difference. So, Dave, from October seventeenth, so I'm sorry, ten uh, seventeen, yeah, October seventeenth to twelve thirty one. On your pregame Telegram alerts, which what I would say is the same thing as that other company loading the game, cancel, no, cancel, no. You were up thirty eight point five units, and I'm a giant of website, right? No, he what I'm saying is, what I'm asking Dave is a question. I'm not talking about the client. What I'm saying to Dave is, to pay the kind of money to be up eight and a half units on small market plays where you couldn't get a lot of money down on, I Where's feel that we have so much more value that we're offering for yes. less of money. Yes, of course. Yes, yes, for sure. And, yeah, because, and, and because it's, yeah. how are you going to get down it's 10 dimes on the Wolford uh, Greensboro yeah. game. Yeah, I mean the robots can, but somebody else picks it off first. Exactly. So yeah, that's I mean what. I'm look. It's not to beat up on them. They have a very valuable product. It's it's just there's a lot of people that use that product first, and then they come to us and they go, "What makes you better than that product?" 
two legitimate companies. And I, I look, it's nice to be Dave. Dave Miller is in the same company as that company. So, Mark, you know, in terms of in the industry, it's nice to have all these people that are coming from that product realizing they can't benefit because even though they're looking at games win, they can't get enough money down. And then they're calling us and they're going, well, what makes you separate? And I think you nailed it on the head. It's not the win. It's not the loss. It's that we're not going to concentrate on Towson State, Greensboro, San Diego State, Cal State, Bakersfield. All the games I mentioned, I just read to you off their website. That's their last five matchups. Exactly what you said. Small market. Towson is up the street from us. Two people are watching the game when it's being played. Well, you know what's yeah. the funniest thing about uh, this whole argument, um, which is fascinating, that finally we had a book that literally said what Dave did this past week in getting the numbers that he got, he was a automated robot. There's no way that anybody can get the lines that they're getting at the exact time so we basically are delivering a product that is hand betting. We are a sharp syndicate. And for the first time, we had a, literally a book cut us off because there's no way. that's It's it's a robot in the account. No, it's not. It's David Miller. He is a human it's robot. So that's what he is. <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Do you no, think – I just one more thing we're going to go back to for Dave, and then we're going to move on. Do you think there's any viability to what they do where they load a game up and they have 2,000 people watching the game and then they go go or no go? Or do you think, I mean, we've proved that we can do the same thing on Telegram without all the drama. I almost think it's worse for the line because if you have that many people zoned in on the game simultaneously and then the second they say hit the button, of course the screen's going to light up. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Unless yeah. you disagree with me. <laughs> You're funny, man. You guys are funny today. <laughs> 2,000 people simultaneously. Right. <laughs> no, I'm watching on their thing. I've been in those groups. They could have 20,000, 2,800, 2,700 people watching. And then they say, load up the game. Now, of course, even if it's $100 a game, 2,800 people hit a book simultaneously on some small market game. Of course, they're going to look sharp, and the line's going to move, right? That's that's the question I'm asking you. No, I mean it's not it's not necessarily going to going to just move to anyone, but yeah, I don't I don't know. Just two thousand random people betting it across the world at different places. I really don't know the answer, but <laughs> got it. My my I'm personal not, opinion I'm is. Not, the self-fulfilling prophecy part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Did you have a good New Year's, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, my kids were here last week. That's why I couldn't do it. I mean, my kids were here, uh, like, all last week. and, and Hey, first. man, family first. I get it completely. Yeah. But. And by the way, just to segue off sports for a second, you guys may not realize this, because um, next week when we do the show, it'll be January 11th. Um, so next year will be almost to the day official. We have done this radio show alone for a, next week will be one full year. Unfortunately, um, Brian passed away on January 9th last year. We're approaching that in five days. It'll be a one year anniversary. We did the first radio show without him on Wednesday, January 11th. 
and um, this week, this next week will be Wednesday, January 12th. So, you know, hopefully, what do you think, guys? You think we did a good job in in memoriam to Brian? One full year yeah, of uh, picking so. ourselves up by the bootstraps and doing it by ourselves? And uh, yeah, I think so. I'm biased, but, it's us, but yeah, I think we did all right. You can't dispute that. We did all right, at least. Can't say we didn't do go, didn't do well. We went over exactly. We went over a lot of strategy too. So exactly. So, proud of that. Did you? Um, what's your take on the Buffalo Bills, Brian's team? Since that was his, uh, you know, he lived and bled the the, the Buffalo Bills. Do you think? Um, my son is telling me he's he's expecting the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl. He says the Bills have no chance. We're just talking fan stuff here. We're not talking gambling. Just for Brian, just a little Brian segment. Um, do you think that what, what's your take on the Bills versus uh, you know winning the whole thing in the end versus uh, my son's prognostication of the Eagles? And you too, Mike. What's uh, your what's your take? He can't go wrong with either team, but yeah, I'll let Mike go first. Well, I mean, I would like to see the Bills get it for Brian, but it's it was yeah, a very I mean, it was a very tough thing. I mean, I I do think it's just you know what Brian went through and 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 it happened literally to a Bills player where it's a very similar type you exactly. know cardiac arrest and you get in the wrong happened. spot. It ha- it happens to people in baseball. And, and I had a story of somebody telling me that there was a little league game where uh, a young child got hit directly in the chest with a ball. Same thing happened to him. Happens in lacrosse. I mean, it's just if you get hit in that spot, you go in cardiac arrest and you just hope that there is, you know, an emergency team available at every one of these events that could, you know, resuscitate you and get you to the hospital and put you under machines fairly quickly. And from what I'm hearing of late, um, Right now, he's still in critical condition, but, you know, my prayers are with his family and, and, and everybody involved because it's just a tough, tough spot. I mean, you just, you can't really do anything except try to get him the help that he needs. And it was a very, very odd situation, um, for the game. They, they didn't know to cancel right away or not. I mean, you could tell from, because it's the first of its kind since 1971, when it happened and they didn't have emergency. I heard from the thing that happened in 1971, I forgot the guy's name. I think it was Clark, um, Dick Buckus. It was the Lions player. uh, And I heard the story and Dick Buckus was on the opposite side. They were playing the bears and he had the same exact situation, but they didn't have emergency vehicles at the stadium at the time when the guy ended up passing. So since that time they instituted to have emergency vehicle and the necessary people at the stadium. Now, obviously technology and and where it's come from, they probably at this day and age would have that anyway, but, you know, hopefully from this incident, because it's since then it hasn't happened. um, They'll have even stronger protocols um, because it's tough. I mean, usually when a guy has a concussion or has any sort of, you know, uh, an injury where he breaks his leg or tears his Achilles, at least he's, you know, got his thumb up in the air on the stretcher and he's leaving the stadium and he's getting an ovation. You know, everybody's clapping and the game goes on. This was a much different right. situation where nobody knew anything and nobody knew how to act on it. So as far as I know, they canceled 
the actual game altogether. Um, they haven't made a ruling on it, but they said they weren't going to do it this week. So I don't know how that's going to play out, but I think they're just calling it a no contest. It's not even a tie. So the Ravens at this point can win the division with a win on Sunday. I think the Bills, because of that situation, um, take themselves out of the bye with Kansas City. Um, but again, that could change tomorrow because we're doing the radio show on a Wednesday. You know, by Thursday or Friday, they could completely change it. I know there's a cushion uh, that they said that they can push the games back because of that, um, you know, the bowl game week in between the Super Bowl. So they do have that one week that they can move it back. Again, I don't know how they're going to act on it. Now, are they, so, they going to uh, be playing the Bills-Patriots game? Yeah, they're, as far as right now, they're saying all games are scheduled to go off on Sunday. Um, so from what I hear, that he... As you know, because again, at the end of the day, we're all fans of the game. They're modern day gladiators and they're putting everything out on the line and stuff like this, unfortunately happens. And from what I'm hearing, the latest is he is now, they're trying to get him on a ventilator. Um, he is on his stomach because they're, they're, he had some lung damage. So they're trying to ease his lungs from not working as hard. So he's, they have him on his stomach right now. He's still in critical condition. And um, he's sedated, so to try to get him stable at some point. I don't know how much brain damage was caused because he was obviously, you know, resuscitated twice, once on the field and once in the hospital. But um, I'm hopeful, and my prayers are with his family, um, and hopefully he, he recovers and at least has a healthy life. Forget about the football at this point, uh, you know, yeah, as just the human aspect. Dave, did yeah. you? I know you don't normally watch games, but you, you're like everybody else. You got the if you weren't watching it, you got the word about it. Did you turn it on, or were you already watching it? Like my actually, my son is the one that actually texted me. I wasn't watching the game, then I turned it on. Were you? What was the situation uh, with that game the other night? Were you watching it, or did someone no? I was notify you of it. I know you guys think that I exaggerate this, but I, I really wasn't watching it. Uh, if Randy's not here, I don't watch the games, um, but. I, I, I actually watch wasn't watching it either. Yeah, I wasn't watch watching it either. Of, I watched the end of some basketball games, uh, but I wasn't watching that one. But I don't know. It, it just didn't look like the hit was the reason that he that he fell. It was maybe something else underlying. I, I don't know. The hit didn't look that vicious. You guys think, really think it was the hit? I've heard all kinds of theories. I do. I think it was the hit because yeah. right in that area, um, right above, right, right above your lungs, and that one spot that if you get hit directly, which his helmet hit right there in his chest, could have triggered it. I mean, we don't know. There absolutely could be underlying health conditions aside from that. But in other sports where this has happened, it's usually a lacrosse ball that hits him in that spot directly, or a baseball that hits it in the spot directly where it just stops the heart. So, um, you know, more, more will be, and I, be revealed and we'll, we'll see. And, you know, it, the first thing I thought of actually when it happened was Brian, because I mean, basically, you know, but we always say, you know, God forbid if somebody passes away, that is actually the way you want to go. Cause you don't know anything. It's the people that are left standing that are in shock. So, you know, cardiac arrest have, you know, it happens a lot. Um, 
I did hear they had to resuscitate him again, paddle him again when he got to the hospital. Um, so, you know, it's just one of those things where you start, people start analyzing on the radio. It's a dangerous sport. You know, and I love one of the announcers said, yeah, life is dangerous. Like, what are you going to do? Like, of course. I mean, I ride my, you know, I, I'm a cyclist. I ride on the road. <laughs> so I would be so, I, w- I would be so inclined if you want to talk about danger. I probably am uh, putting myself in a more precarious situation on a seven day a week basis than most football yeah. players that are playing once. Yeah, we knew, we knew a, a week that did those. So, you know, those workouts that, that Mike always loves to bring up, the CrossFit at midnight and all that. The P90X stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we knew a girl that did all that stuff with us in the park, and she got – a guy just ran into a bunch of cyclists that were all cycling together, and, like, five people died in Vegas. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, I'm aware. I remember. Yep. Yeah, like, there was a um, the girls that did the – yeah, so it, that happens. Right. And I can't rem- – and I can't remember regarding that um, heart attack. I don't know if it was Mike's friend. There was a guy, uh, somebody I know that was Mike's age. Yeah, Mike, it was one of your friends. He was doing the P90X in the basement at his house. He was doing the P90X cardio workout CrossFit. He dropped dead. His daughter found him in the basement. The guy was ripped completely in shreds. He was doing, the, he was doing it in front of the TV, and they just heard a thump. He was like 40 years old, and he went downstairs, and he was dead. You don't remember that was a couple years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they'd say some of these uh, at home work, you know, you're at home, you're alone, you have no, there's no, like, nothing holding you back. You're following these, like, professional athletes on the screen, and you're just trying to keep up as best as you can, and you're not wearing an Apple Watch a couple, you're not looking at your heart rate. Next thing you know, your heart rate is, like, getting so much pressure on it. So, I mean, this happens more times than it doesn't. It just never happened in an NFL game. I'm going to save my rant, which... I'm not going to go on the radio here. I'm going to save it for my YouTube channel, my rant about the reaction on Twitter after the injury. But that'll be for all you, uh, for you guys to in- entertain yourself on Twitter. They'll probably ban. I mean, on YouTube, they'll probably ban me on the video. But I'll, I'll take a shot at it. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm as a cyclist, and you, you're a triathlete, Dave. You know, I, really. I can monitor. If, well, used to be, used to, used to be. Um, so that means you could be again. I mean, I monitor my heart rate and I can tell when I'm pushing myself to the brink where my chest is like, my heart is popping out of my chest and I got to back off the brakes. You know, it, it you, you know, it, it can be like, whoa, you know, you got to take a, you know, I've been in situations where I've been dizzy, worked myself out to the point where I felt like I was going to faint. Um, and my heart was just like literally popping out of my chest. And then I look at my watch and my heart rate should be 180 and it's, uh, you know, 167, excuse me. And it's like 190. I'm like, whoa, I got to stop. I got to power down. So these athletes, it's 24 years old. The younger you are, the higher the heart rate, first of all. So with each year as you get older, your workout position, your workout heart rate threshold is, it's your, it's your, it's, it's, I think it's 180 minus your age. So, you know, think about that. 180, I'm 50. 30 is my average target heart rate for zone two. One, 180 minus uh, 50 is, uh, so you, you basically, as you get older, your heart beats less beats per minute. So when I take my son to the gym and he's 18 and I put him on the treadmill, 
The guy's almost at 200. It's ridiculous because he's 18. Same person at 50. That same 200 is going to be 160. So that 24, man, it's – yeah, 200 is way too high. I agree. I mean, but I'm just making a point. Even if it's – I'm saying if you're pushing yeah. yourself to the max before you come back down, I don't mean sustaining that, right? Um, oh, okay. I was so, saying, wow, he's going to be slow. Like, he's got, yeah, 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 exactly. But I will say for people that aren't athletes, it happens a lot. It's happened in soccer more than it's happened in actual. Because think about the cardio. Mike, you're a soccer player. You can Google, Google people dropping dead playing soccer or having heart attacks on the field. It happens a lot in soccer just due to the cardiac nature of running up and down that field consistently with no breaks versus you versus NFL in America. They're all getting breaks. They're smashing each other. And then they're stopping. They're, sm- they're not really well, getting it's completely their heart different. Up. I mean, you're talking, you're talking about two different types of heart attacks. One is because of your heart rate is too high and, and the conditions of it being really hot, like Erickson did for Denmark a few years ago. In, well, actually in 2021, where they took him to the hospital, he survived, and he started playing soccer a year later. Um, they stopped the game for a little bit, and then they, they resumed it. Um, that was, again, internationally, just different protocols. So I, I can't put one case to the next. This was because of a hit. So it was a little different. They didn't know what it came from and directly what it was in the beginning. I remember when, when it first happened, like I said, I wasn't watching the game either. One, I didn't have action on the game. And two, my fantasy team's done for the year, so that didn't matter anyway. So to me, I was watching Yellowstone, <laughs> and I got a text that you got to turn on ESPN. So turned it on, and at the time, they really didn't know that it was cardiac arrest. They were, they, they were just resuscitating him. So, you know, hopefully there's, you know, from, from this, I hope he recovers and he has a healthy life because uh, obviously at 24 years old, I mean, listen, a guy in the sixth round isn't getting paid a lot of money. He's just, he's not one of these guys that's making 20 million a year. I think his contract was 600, 800,000, something like that. So hopeful he recovers and, and still has a full and healthy life. So, you know, and, and I hope that there's better protocols that, can get him to help quicker because it was just wild. I, I, like I said, I didn't watch it in real time. I can only imagine it, it was, or even being in the stadium. I was, listen, I was in the Ravens Steelers game the night before and we're, you know, we're screaming for big hits, you know, where we're screaming, get him, you know, it's, it's, we're so into the game. So for something like that to happen and for you to just to leave the stadium, not knowing it's just, it's gotta be a, uh, a surreal and a very uncomfortable feeling so hopefully you know out of well, this comes something better you know so you just did a segue yeah. you said you know he's a sixth round he's not getting a lot of money so let's talk about that mr baltimore sixth round not getting a lot of money to lamar and going into the playoffs since so you it was a good segue sixth into round. that uh does he get the does he get the money before the uh, playoffs or does lamar just sit on the sidelines and smile why the ravens lose like he did last week well, right now, I think the situation is very uncomfortable for the organization. Um, Lamar doesn't have an agent, so I don't know what kind of, you know, what kind of 
you know, mentorship he's hearing and who's in his circle that's telling him, like, there's no buffer. You know, with an agent, at least there's a buffer that could kind of tell you, look, it's one thing to argue with an organization about price and what you're worth. But if you don't have that buffer that's that's telling you, look, man, this is the right thing to do. This is the best you're going to get. It's, it's It becomes an emotional decision. And I think right now for Lamar, it's, I don't think he's going to play. I mean, I don't think he's, in his mind, he's proven that the organization built everything around him. They expected better results, obviously making the playoffs in his years when he was healthy and having won an MVP would, would show that he is worthy of it. But on the other end, the organization saying you keep getting hurt. Well, you know, that's two game, two years in a row. He's been out four plus games, but I also think it's just part of the system that you're seeing nowadays with these dual threat quarterbacks. It's not the traditional pocket passers. It's very little that you see them coming out of draft. The prototypical new age quarterback, you're going to run into that. Like Jalen Hurts for the Eagles, same type of player, runs around, has gotten, you know, he's been out the last two games. You know, Kyler Murray got a huge contract, has been out for, for a lot of games this year. Um, you know, stuff like that. So what do I think? I think that he's not going to come back until he has a contract. They should have squared that away in the offseason. They gambled. He ended up getting hurt, which, which even for him, he believes, you know, they were scoring 28 points a game during the season when he was in there, and they were basically in every game and should have won every single game. The defense blew double-digit points in the fourth quarter in all those losses. So then you flip it and you put our backup in Huntley and they're averaging 12 points a game. So in his mind, he's worth every dollar and the organization is saying, well, you keep getting hurt. We don't, we don't want to give you 250 million guaranteed. So I don't want to be in the organization's shoes um, at all. I hope for the best. I love Lamar. I think he's an exceptional talent. I think if they give him more talent on in the wide receiver position, that's really going to catapult us to the next level. But again, giving him all that money doesn't give us the room to to get those wide receivers. So it's kind of like a catch-22 at this point. I really don't know what's going to happen. The, the crazy part is we're in the playoffs. So I can't imagine us being in a playoff game, which is two weeks from now, and Lamar still not playing. I mean, it's going to be a one-and-done scenario. So it's unfortunate, you know, as I'm not a diehard fan like I used to be where I would literally would it would like upset me. It's just you know it's business, and especially what we're seeing nowadays. These guys in the NFL, it, it's a, it's that it stands for not for long for a reason. Like you don't have a long lifespan in the NFL, so if you don't get your money, well, so they said that you know you're, they you're said that on the. Uh, so let me ask both of you: What is the average lifespan in the NFL? I, I they said it on the news the other day. The average player plays for how many years in the NFL? Not the major uh, crazy guys like Brady, just the average guy. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe six years. Divided by two, three. Three years. Three. Okay, wow. Yep. So they're think about that. They're done after three years. So basically you're trying to make as much money as you possibly can, as quick as you possibly can before you're out. That's it. Three yeah, years. Yeah, wow. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I get it. Wow. That's it. I learned something today. I didn't know it was three years. It's a, gla- it's a gladiator sport. It's not a- It's not NBA where you can roll for a decade. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm I'm actually logged in because I am in Maryland. And I'm logged into my account right now. I'm trying to find the um, futures at this time of year. Do you guys do you do any futures on the NFL? And by the way, do we are we are you standing in any of the comp? In the did you make it through any of the survivors for the last week? Or are you out? No, no, I'm out. Oh well, won't dwell on. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I know it wasn't I a big deal. I was just asking. I hope I survive all my accounts I got right now. Let's put it that way. Let's survive that. <laughs> Dude, that's a real survivor pool. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, Mike, beside the NFL, let's talk about variance and about having to calm these clients down that are part of the D-Mill Army. You know who you are if you're listening. Asking me if you should increase your wagers and the real side of it is we got 11 minutes left in the show, and I think we need to address the uh, the horse in the room, Mike, is Dave's upward variance run is just absolutely outrageous. And even Dave has said it several times, is not predictive of long-term overall results. How I don't know how you would frame it, Mike, but... I'm dealing with text after text after text, which the guy never loses. I want to quit my job. I want to go all in. I'm like, no, 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 no. So, you know, it's a good thing to be on. And I don't want to call it a run because a run is a week, not eight months. So I'll let you pick up on that, Mike. Well, I mean, look, it, I could give you the numbers all you want. Dave may not even know him because he does so much in-game. Give me the numbers. He knows they want to know the numbers. He, he's running good. That's what he'll always tell me as the the answer. So he knows that he's running good pregame, but he doesn't actually know the data. So I will give him a quick rundown of how good he has been running, and this will give him a little perspective, which, again, in the NBA – let me just see. I gotta pull up my tracking history here. We'll do football. I feel like first I should have the this. drum set. Drum roll. Yeah, what's the what's the record? What's the overall record? I guess. So for NFL this season, you are eighty-two fifty-nine and five fifty-eight percent, which is exceptional in the NFL plus nineteen net games, which is very good. And then to scale it to NBA, which obviously we still have legit five months left before the NBA playoffs, so the volume should be there. I'm just pulling it up. I don't have the college basketball numbers yet because I, I like to wait a little bit until we get a, a, a large sample size, but with NBA so far, you are 97-64-3, and 3. 60%, 60.2% still, plus 27 net games. That's including all the big. That is... That is a run, yeah, it's good. a run, a streak, a, a performance. Said, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twenty. You have these guys. Yeah. You have these guys in a coma, David. You have these guys in the gambling coma. They think they'll never lose, and I gotta back them down to reality. But then it's. But you yeah. know what? It's also the opposite. 
because I talk to guys on Instagram and we're, we try to, you know, really cater. Like when we go back to Telegram, Telegram, unlike the other company that we mentioned earlier in the show, we, we appeal to the non-business style better that wants to make money on the side and still have his life which doesn't involve him spending more than a couple minutes a day receiving alerts, right? Whether they're at night or during the day or a post, it's not like it's a, you know, hours a day of work. So for telegram, uh, you know, we, we very, we specify it. And when I talk to clients and literally I have clients like yesterday, there was a woman named Sharon, not going to say her last name messaged me. She had a $50,000 bankroll. She dealt with a towel. It's now a $10,000 bankroll. She paid him 10000 I said, well, what are you doing? I'm paying him. In the beginning, I was paying him after every time she won. Well, what did he tell you to bet? Well, he, you know, he was telling me to bet three to 5000 a game. So you're betting 10%? Well, no, sometimes he'll tell me to bet more. It's like there was – and then I, I give her the, the, the plan that's not going to obviously recoup her 50000 instantaneously, but if she does it with a long-term approach – for a much more reasonable fee and really be a trader versus a gambler, she has to think about it because she's so programmed to this point where she didn't pay up front. She only paid off winning. But when he, when she already paid all that money, then she just took his games because obviously they were free and she lost even more. And it's like, at some point, the education that you get from the channel, which is I'm sending her history of every single played game for the last 12 weeks. I could send her all the, the value that we were closing better. I'm sending her the Spencer video that you did that basically showed her the, the life of what you live in Colorado. Like All of that content should result in, I get it, I did it wrong, I'm tired of spending money. But at the end of the day, she, they're so programmed on the word free that they think that they should only pay after they win. And it's, it's demoralizing because it's like at some point you have to be responsible for your own money. And unfortunately there's a lot of amateurs out there that one think they could do this like you do. And it's just funny that they tell me, I mean, there was one guy yesterday says, yeah, I have a 50 K bankroll and I, I made 20,000 on a individual bet plus 300 live. I'm just going to do that going forward. Well, do you have any data behind it? Why did you do it? Because I, I felt like it was going to win. I, and I have a good feeling every time. And I'm like, all right, man, I, I wish the best to you. I never like, I, I never talk down to these people, but I just, I know the end result. It's the same every single time for the last 10 years that I've been involved in the industry side of it. They're going to end up chasing. There's going to be an emotional bet involved when they're down, and they're real going to take quick, their account. Real zero. quick, Dave, Dave sent me a text, DW in Tampa. He says, the only thing you get for losing is a free meal and free Beach Boy tickets on uh, New Year's <laughs> Eve. He said, smiley face, it's never free. I lost 15 on the tables. <laughs> so so that, that's what you get for you know that that's what you the whole free like he said the free word we're going to give you free beach boy tickets we're going to give you free tampa tickets we're going to give you free meals it's always free it's always free it's always free i really i wanted to tell you guys because we got four minutes left in this show um right now kansas city's plus 380 buffalo's plus 380 they're 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 the two favorites to win the super bowl mike 
the Ravens are plus 3,000, and they hold the same spot with the Vikings and the Packers. Are there any dark horses this close to the end of the season, Dave and Mike, with a couple minutes left, you would you would play if you would if you had to play a futures bet, you would play for fun at these high price odds. Probably the Vikings, obviously yeah. excluding Kate. Yeah, the I was going to the isn't that surprising to you that the Vikings and the Ravens have the same odds, Mike? Like, yeah, I think they're the fakest 13, 12 win season out there. They're just they're not good. They close Uh-oh. games, but they're just getting a lot of hate. I I have no I have no faith in that team whatsoever, especially under pressure in the playoffs. I I hope they do good. I have no backing on the NFC side, but listen, if somebody knows if Lamar's gonna be playing in the playoffs, please call me after the show. I will gladly take the Ravens plus three thousand. Just if you have the inside scoop and you know that Lamar's gonna sign and he's going to play week one of the playoffs, please let me know. I will gladly share half the wager with you on me. Here's what's even crazier. As bad as Tampa is doing, they're plus 2,500 with Brady. They're ahead of the Ravens. There's no Lamar, of course. That makes sense. The record doesn't matter. It's the situational football at this point. They know that Lamar's not coming back, and it's, it's a question mark. They're going to put them higher, regardless of... The other side, there you got to remember, Tampa won their division, so they're going to get a home game. We haven't won our division; we're going on the road, so I could see why they're, you know, they're a less of a favorite than we are. I'm sorry, Dallas more of a is plus a thousand. Dallas is plus a thousand, and uh, the Bengals are plus seven fifty. That's not. I mean, yeah. Bengals could easily run the table. Yeah, they've the been there before. They have experience. Yeah. Oh. They're 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 hot at the right time. You always want the teams in the playoffs that come in hitting on all cylinders. They got all their losses out early in the season. They can compete with anybody. They can beat anybody. They've already beat the Bills and they've already beat um in years past. Well, they beat them in the playoffs. They bet beat both of them in the past. So, they're capable. They have the Chiefs number too. So, There you go, guys. We've closed out another show at Sports Insider Radio, week one, 2023. We'll be back next week. Good day and good luck.